0: Well, folks, here we are. It's another week gone. It's Friday and, and beautiful day in the neighborhood. I'm Tom Young, and I'm here for podcasts at anchor.fm.com called Money Shifts. And the Family Money Farm group on Facebook live. We, we share this around and I hope you, you join, you subscribe. Uh, we're going to make a difference in the future. Uh, I talk about a lot of different subjects. I have a new area that we we try to add every program called the 30,000-foot view. And we'll talk about that a little bit today as as we go forward. But uh, we start every presentation with a prayer for everybody in the world. Everybody's been affected by this virus. There are so many conspiracy theories about the virus. Uh, Fact, we know it came from the Wuhan lab in China. The scary thing is, is the CCP, the Communist Party, took over that lab in 2019. So a year before this event occurred, this this lab was under the control of the Chinese military. You can take that wherever you want to take it. We pray for everybody who has had their health impaired, those who have lost loved ones, and especially the loved ones who have been lost that the Lord would gather them into his arms and take them to his kingdom of heaven above. We pray for Ukraine and Russia that these men would somehow find a way to peace. Stop the killing, stop the destruction. Uh, This is wrong in every direction. There has to be a solution uh, to what is going on. Uh, I can't believe that anybody involved in this would just simply purposely murder people. So I got to believe there was obviously a reason for this action. We pray for other areas in the world that are having problems and and military and sickness. In Jesus name we pray. You know, I've been doing these now for a couple of years and, and today is number 589. Now that was since I started putting numbers and names on the podcast, but there's probably 500 podcasts before that that are just out there floating around. I like to start every presentation with a quote from a famous person who has done something in the world. And, and we're talking about mother Teresa. I have found the paradox that if you love until it hurts, there can be no more hurt. Interesting. I have found the paradox that if you love until it hurts, there can be no more hurt. That's really what we're talking about, folks. We're talking about love in the world. And, and, uh, it it is, it is so hard to find in the world. Uh, everybody is busy doing their own thing. Uh, we talk about, and I have developed the concept called the family money farm. It stems from the infinite banking concept, uh, prosperity economics movement uh, and some different things that I have learned in my 48 years of doing this and working with people financially. Uh, I am now a certified life coach, a human behavior consultant, so I really apply all of my education to help people find the solutions they're looking for. Because frankly, the solutions that we are told from the financial world, the advisors, the bankers from Wall Street are all self-centered. They call it a fiduciary. But you know what? A fiduciary th- 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 these folks are either that dumb and that stupid or, or they purposely want to take your money away from you. Remember the four rules I talk about? I want all your money, more ongoing, keep forever, give back as little as possible. A lot of the financial products have been designed to accomplish those four rules for the financial world. The same four rules I have applied and teach in the book, the family money farm, the CFO project and financial mastery coaching, the blueprint, my newest ebook. Those four roles, I want to save 20% of my gross annual income. I want to accumulate accessible capital equal to 50% of my annual income. I want to have no consumer debt. What is consumer debt? Anything that I buy that I can't pay for out of 30 days of income. So I'm now committing future income that I have not earned yet to pay for something that I bought and consumed today that is most likely a depreciating asset or or a declining in value object of some kind. Number four is accepting the true CFO project. Become the CFO at home. Manage the money appropriately with efficiency. And and that leads me to what I've been talking about. The other day I talked about liability and auto insurance and homeowners insurance, disability, medical insurance, the social security program, ownership, trusts and arrangements and life insurance. If I don't have this protection in place, everything else is at risk. Because when I make that contribution to a 401k, the maximum right now is about22,000 a year I can put into a 401k. What does that do for me? Did it save me taxes? I don't think so. Well, Tom, why do you say that? Well, I, I put this 22,000 into the 401k. I was able to reduce my income, so I lost $22,000 of cash flow of income that I now can't spend. I have locked it away for a number of years. I've thrown it as far as I can into the future. And and now I'm raising a family. So I have a lot of tax deductions today. I have a mortgage today. I have two or three children today. So I'm probably in the lowest tax bracket today that I will ever be in again. But yet the people that sold me on buying the 401k said, Oh, don't worry. You're going to be in a lower tax bracket when you retire. That is how I was told 48 years ago. That's how I was taught to sell IRAs to people. Oh, you're going to be in a lower tax bracket when you retire. No, you're not. That's a lie. Unless you're truly planning on being on welfare and being broke. If that's your plan then maybe that's the thing to do. Put all you can in your 401k because nothing else is going to help you. (laughs) However, if you decide not to put money into the 401k today, you still have to save that $22,000 somewhere. It has to be put somewhere which will enhance and improve your discipline to continue to save it. Save it in a place that you have access to the money to avoid making loans at banks and paying the bankers money and interest and fees. And ultimately, your children will grow up. And when they go off to college, parents, we're gonna do everything we can to help them pay for college. Well, if I've accumulated enough capital, then I can fund their college and still get a rate of return on my money at the same time. Using dividend-paying life insurance with a mutual dividend-paying company, which means I'm a part owner. And the profits of this company are under federal law, paid out and shared with the policyholders every year, at the end of every year. When they balance the books, cover all the expenses, balance the books any profits must be paid out to the policyholders now all of these dividend paying companies are all over a hundred years old there aren't any new ones. who would invest in a company that you have no ownership in? you wouldn't put any money up to invest in a company that you didn't have any ownership in so mutual life insurance companies are owned by the policyholders. And as I talked the other day, there's about 800 or so life insurance companies in America, less than 1% are mutual dividend paying companies. So your chance of finding this information out is nil or none. It's about a thousand to one. So finding somebody that knows this stuff, uses it themselves. And has expanded their thinking macroeconomically to look at things not microeconomically but macroeconomically. So every business, every financial decision that I make in life has the potential to impact several other decisions that I might make or I have made. So I have to be aware of that. So about losing money unknowingly and unnecessarily, we do a lot of things to do that. Some of the simplest things we have been taught to do is pile money up in a savings account. When you get enough money there, go to the bank and buy a CD and then just roll it over every year and save the interest and roll the interest over every year. Here's a number for you. If I have $100,000 And I buy a CD paying me 6% interest. And I tie it up for 35 years and it just renews every year, every year, every year. At the end of 35 years, I'm going to have about $585,000. But the taxes that I paid along the way and the interest on the taxes, the opportunity cost that I lost because of paying the income taxes, because I truly could have done things differently and not had to pay income tax. So my cost in ending up with approximately $585,000 was over $700,000 when I add up the money I put in, the income taxes I paid along the way, and the interest on the income taxes I paid, I refer to as opportunity cost. Everything has an opportunity cost. I'm not saying that I can eliminate all the opportunity costs in a person's life. However, we can substantially reduce that opportunity cost and growing money trees on the family money farm. You know, today's title was money fertilizer for the family money farm. Money is actually fertilizer for these trees. if if I give an analogy that a a tree is a specifically designed life insurance policy that focuses more on cash value, but still within the parameters of 7702 tax code, which has the definition of life insurance. I definitely want to stay within that definition so that my use of the money and, and the policy itself, never falls under the IRS dictatorship. It is free of taxes, free of scrutiny, no 1099s and on and on and on. So when you look at the true rate of return on a high quality cash value designed life insurance policy, I have to average six or 7% compounded annually somewhere else before tax in order to net what my cash value in the insurance policy would generate. Now that's internal in the policy. If I take it to external, and now my external rate of return is the opportunity cost that I can recapture because I have access to that capital in the policy. I can borrow from the insurance company and still make interest and dividends on my cash value at the same time. I I don't understand why people don't get that. This is not some new quirky thing. This has been around for over a hundred years. And and let me say this. If you go on the internet and you search around, search for BOLI, bank owned life insurance. And you know, banks have tier one money, their core reserves. And those core reserves anywhere from 20, 30, as much as 40% of those core reserves are in cash value life insurance. So If this stuff was so bad, how could the banks put so much into cash value life insurance? Well, it's because the Federal Reserve tells them that it is the lowest risk of any kind of default. The life insurance industry are the only people that can say for over 150 years, we have never lost a dollar of anybody's cash value. Nobody else can say that. So anyway, I'm going to cut it off there today. You know, this this requires courage. And and I I hunt my card out. This is courage. The state or quality of mind or spirit that enables one to face danger with self-possession, confidence, and resolution. Fear that has said its prayers. See, number one, you have to have courage to step out and be willing to learn new things. Everything I do and everything I say is mathematically correct and absolutely, absolutely provable. I have never in 30 years that I've had this $1,000 reward challenge for anybody to disprove what I talk about. But don't bring Aunt Martha's opinion or Billy Bob from work. Bring your calculator. You must mathematically and economically prove that what I'm talking about is not correct. And these ideas cannot be disproved. I have calculators. I have worked it both ways. I do it myself. I have proved every calculation with facts and math. Get my book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project. There it is, going right over. Go to cfo-project.com, right there. Put in your name and email address. You'll get an email with a link to download both of my new books, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project, and Financial Mastery Coaching, The Blueprint. God bless you all. We will be back again next week to talk about the fertilizer on the family money farm. God bless. Have a great weekend.